I have been noticing something for years in TV commercials and some pop culture stuff that I want to share with you. And I want to see whether you picked up on this, too. And I'm going to give you some examples and see whether you think there's something to this. Something that I've noticed on everything from weather tech commercials to car commercials to other commercials. And I'm going to share that with you. Also, this is kind of cool. Oprah does her favorite things. Everybody on the Dave Ryan Show is going to do their favorite things, but I'm going to give you a preview of mine this week and maybe get you some ideas for shopping for your dad, because I'm a dad, and maybe you have no idea what to get your dad for Christmas. I got a couple of ideas for you, and maybe I got a one or two in here that you're going to want to get for yourself. So these are things that I have tried tested and love so lots coming up this week thanks for downloading thanks for listening to take a shower show up on time and don't steal anything let's get started i don't know what you picture when i do the podcast but i'm actually in allison's old bedroom and i'm sitting on a basically it's an exercise bike with a table on it and I have my computer sitting on top of there, and it's Sunday, and Susan is off doing her work thing. And I'm going to be, I'm going to be really honest with you. This has been a really rough thing. She's opened up a board and brush, brush store, and it's been her passion, and it's been consuming her for about a month or more. And I'll be honest with you, she's worked her ass off, and there's other people who have helped her out. I mean, her friend and her friend's relative and Allison. And But I'm going to tell you something. It's been really rough for, for me, to be honest with you, because think about your partner being gone all the time. And I've been alone all day today. It's Sunday. It's about 2 in the afternoon right now. I've been alone all day. She got up at like 6, ran down to the store. The only time I saw her was when she came home in a panic because she needed something from home, and I had to help her load it in the car and blah, blah, blah. So it's been it's been rough because I don't mind being alone, but every day for like three weeks or more, I've been alone every day pretty much all day. Um, and maybe that's the price of building up your own business or working for yourself, or maybe you open up a coffee shop or maybe you open up a restaurant or something like that. And if you're the owner, you can't really say, well, you know what? I'll just blow it off. I'll let somebody else handle it. So it's been rough. Am I being kind of a baby about it? Yeah, probably. I don't know. Uh, I did get out yesterday, went to Twin Cities Ukulele Fest and I had a great time, and you can call me a nerd. It's a lot of old people at the Ukulele Fest. It's definitely an older person kind of thing. So when I'd see somebody who was 20 or 15 or 30, I'd be like, oh, good, there's some young people here. So I'm going to bring up the ukulele thing here before you leave, and you're going to go, oh, God, he's going to talk about ukuleles. Let me start off with Dave's favorite things. We're going to cover this right now. Dave's favorite things, I'm going to tell you, if you know somebody or yourself that might want to learn how to play a really easy instrument. You can play, I mean, it's you can get really good. Trust me, you can spend a lifetime getting better on a ukulele, and there are people who are incredible. Um, it's easy, it's portable, it's more affordable and easier to carry around than a guitar. Uh, probably a little bit easier to learn than a guitar. So there's a gift for you or for somebody on your list, including a dad. Maybe wouldn't it be cool if you and your dad got ukuleles together for Christmas and said, Dad, guess what? I want to learn with you. There's one idea. Here's some other ideas on Dave's favorite things. Another one is a towel warmer. 
I got one of these at Brookstone kind of on a whim. I was in there shopping for, I got a, dr- a drone for Steve for Christmas about three or four years ago. And there was a towel warmer. And it's the kind that looks like a big metal trash can with a lid on it. And you throw your towel in there before you get in the shower. And about 10 minutes later, when you get out of the shower, it's warm. And let me tell you, it's amazing. There's nothing like a warm towel to dry off with right when you get out of the shower. And first, we thought we'd only use it in the wintertime because it feels so good. But we use it year-round. So there's the next one on Dave's Favorite Things, a towel warmer for yourself or for somebody else. Another one for your dad. I'm a dad. um, And if you have a dad and your dad remembers the classic rock era. Maybe he grew up in the 70s, maybe part of the 80s. Um, uh, If your dad uh, listened to classic rock, then get him a book called Twilight of the Gods. I loved it. I remember that. I grew up in the 70s, part of the 80s, and um, I remember that. And it was great to hear all the inside stories about how these, these basically... These old rock gods are fading away. They're dying off. And in another generation, basically none of them are going to be around. So it's it's really interesting read. It's called Twilight of the Gods. Next one, the movie Midway on Blu-ray DVD. I'm certain it's going to be out in time for Christmas. Uh, I saw it a couple of days ago. It's a great war movie. Maybe you're into history. Maybe you're into World War II. Uh, I'll be stereotypical cliche and say it's a dude movie. It's totally a guy movie. Um, Guys love war movies, so there's one for your dad. The movie Midway, not the 1976 version, but the new version out in 2019. Uh, Next one is, uh, where to go here? Uh, The Mr. Coffee Cafe Barista. I talk about this once in a while because it really was an amazing gift. I got it about two years ago for Christmas, and it looked complicated, so I set it on the dining room floor and didn't touch it for probably three months after Christmas. Then I opened it up, and holy crap, I use it every Saturday and every Sunday. I like it so much that I bought one for our cabin out in Colorado, and uh, it's probably 100 bucks or so. It makes lattes. It makes cappuccinos. Uh, it's fun to use, and it's pretty easy. I mean, once you get through it one time, you go, oh, okay. It's easy to clean. It's brainless. It's called the Mr. Coffee Cafe Barista. Another one. Okay, you're going to laugh at me for this one. But I know people who have gotten a bird feeder and some good bird food. Don't buy the shit that they sell down at Walmart because the birds won't flock for that one. Go to a bird store and get a nice bird feeder. Ask for some advice. On what And if you go, there's certain mixes that the birds love. And I know you're going, this is really nerdy, but let me tell you, it's really relaxing and really interesting to watch the birds. And I know it's kind of an old man or old lady thing to do, but I don't care. It's just, it's nice and it's relaxing. And feeding the birds is, uh, I mean, it's a great thing to do because, you know, the birds need fed because a lot of their habitat has been wiped out. A lot of their food source has been wiped out. So check out a bird feeder. And finally, um, this is a little bit nerdy again, but I don't want to give you the mainstream presence that everybody else is going to give you. So I discovered about three or four years ago the joy of hot tea in the winter. I'm not talking about Lipton tea bags. I'm talking about um, loose leaf tea and a little tea kettle 
and uh, uh, different kinds of teas. There are so many different kinds of teas. Don't forget about the black tea stuff, the Lipton and the, the kind that you get down at Caribou. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about go on Tea Source and uh, teasource.com and uh, look around at some of the different kinds of teas. I even have a tea scale, which you can probably weigh drugs on too, but it gets you the precise measurement. Uh, there's Sencha tea, S-E-N-C-H-A, Matcha tea, uh, and it's just so good and relaxing. I have a cup of tea or two or three every night. You can get caffeine-free. So I won't spend a whole lot more time on that one, but there's another idea. A tea kettle, not one that's like one temperature, but get one that like has different temperatures because different teas require different temperatures. So uh, check that out. Uh, and there are some ideas for Dave's favorite things. Okay, moving on. Um, I want to get your thoughts on this one because I think our society is trying so hard to not be insensitive to women and to not be misogynistic and um, uh, and be more respectful than we ever have before. And I think that most of us are doing a pretty good job. There's always going to be the idiots who you know, still make a sexist remark and say, well, yeah, you know, whatever, blah, blah, blah. I can't even think of an example that I'm going to use without offending somebody. So I just won't. Um, it's like, you know, like saying to a woman, hey, you know what, you'd be prettier if you'd smile more or, you know what, you need to lose some weight or you're going to, that type of shit. So we just try harder not to be disrespectful to women. And I'll be honest with you. I think, you know, I kind of explore myself once in a while and I think I've been pretty respectful to women my whole life, and I think I got that from my dad and the fact that I grew up with a very strong-willed mom and four sisters. Um, I'm just not one of those people who are like, oh, God, well, look at that. A woman's trying to do a man's job. Or I mean, I've just never been that way, and it sounds stupid to even think that way. Let's look at the other side of the coin and talk about how our society thinks it's okay to make men look like dumb shits. Let me back this up with some proof that you've seen on TV. Let's start off with um, uh, the WeatherTech floor pad or floor mat commercial. This is the one, and maybe you've seen it. It's running around Christmas time, so it's running currently, where a woman is at home, she's on her iPad or on her tablet, and she's ordering WeatherTech for Christmas presents. They cut back and forth to scenes of her husband who's out of the store, picking up different things, looking at things, going, no, I don't like this. He picks this up, and he looks at it, shakes his head. No. Meantime, she's ordering with ease the WeatherTech floor mats. He comes home, and he's all flustered, and he's like, I didn't have any luck at all. And she's like, I got all my shopping done. And she shows him how she ordered WeatherTech floor mats. And he's like, oh, can I borrow your computer? Okay. Think of it the roles were reversed. If he was the smart one and she was the kind of, uh, I don't know, uh, incompetent, dumb one, it wouldn't sit as well. Let me do another one. This is the Buick commercial, um, and it's just a blink in a moment. So they come out, and the guy's like, and there's a guy and his wife or girlfriend, and they come outside of a store or whatever, and they're like, oh, that's your Buick. And he's like, she, something like she says, oh, that Buick over there. And he's like, oh, I knew that. And she's like, did you? And it just makes him look stupid in a funny sort of mild way. It's none of it is really blasting guys. It's just more like it's okay to make men look stupid. I'm going to give you another two examples. Um, one is the GMC truck. This is a new one. 
where he went out and he bought her, he, he bought his and her GMC trucks. And they go out on the driveway, and he had, he had wanted the red one. No, he had wanted the black one. So she goes out, and she looks at the two trucks, the red and black one, and she's like, oh, my God, that's great. I'll take it. I love it. And he's like, uh, actually, that one's mine. And she kind of ignores him, and he goes, oh, uh, I, I like red. So here was a woman being you know, forceful and ignoring the husband. Now, reverse the roles on that one. She buys trucks. He goes out. He says, ah, I'll take the black one. And she's like, that one's mine. And he ignores her. And she's like, okay, I guess I'll take the red one. It would seem kind of sexist and demeaning. There's one more. This is probably the worst one. And I want to let you I want, let me know what you think. Maybe I'm crazy about this. Um, this one is the one where it's a progressive commercial. And there's a couple. They're on a blind date. And it's not going well. And she's playing on her phone. And she's like, this is the worst date ever. And he says, so what am I into? Oh, thanks for asking. Because she is not having the date at all. And the guy's kind of nebbish and a little bit nerdy. And then Flo shows up. And basically, they kind of, in a funny way, insult the guy. And she says, this is the worst date ever. Oh, Flo, that's my driver. And Flo's like, "Uh, yeah, I'm her driver. And then the date says, he has pictures of you on his phone. And the guy says, well, they're very tasteful. I don't like that commercial at all because if we're trying to be nice and fair and balanced to each other, it cannot still be okay to demean one half of the population. Now, some people might say, well, your turn. It's your turn, guys, because you've been demeaning women all these years. Maybe it's your turn to get demeaned. Is that Kind of like saying, well, you've been stealing from me all these years, so I'm going to steal from you. Or you beat me up all these years, now I'm going to beat you up. I don't think that's the way to do it. Now, I could be absolutely wrong. I don't think I am. What do you think? And that's where I always say, hey, send me an email to uh, Dave Ryan at kwb.com. Check the emails all the time and uh, would love to hear your thoughts because... I wish you and I sometimes were sitting here so we could talk about this one, and I would love to have more guests on the podcast. It's just really difficult to get people to come to the radio station or for me to go to their house, um, so I kind of rely on you sending me your dialogue through email. By the way, I want to do this. Here's an idea. You know these couples where she's conservative and he's very liberal, or he's conservative and she's very liberal, and we talked about this on the radio at one point a couple of weeks ago and somebody said oh my god that would never work out and a lot of people called in and texted in and said uh not true my partner is the polar opposite politically of me and we get along just fine and we'll discuss politics but we just don't argue about them we love so much about other things about each other that we just don't let that be the focus of what we are and what we do and i thought that was really interesting so what i want to ask you If you and your partner or even your really good friend, not a casual friend, but a really good friend, are polar opposites politically, I would love to have you on the podcast, not to decide who's right and who's wrong, but to find out how you do it, how to get along. Uh, Susan and I, my wife and I, are pretty much politically the same. I'm very socially liberal. 
a little bit more fiscally conservative. Uh, she's not a crazy conservative, but she's a little bit more conservative than I am, i.e. she watches Fox News. And I've actually had to tell her, will you please turn that off? Because just like I wouldn't be able to watch MSNBC or CNN, I just don't want to hear about politics all the time. So if you are in a friendship or a relationship or married and your partner or spouse or friend is the total opposite of you, send me an email because I'm coming to your house. I'm coming to your house or we're going to meet at the radio station and we're going to do a podcast on how you get along and how you differ and why, and I think it might be really interesting. So send that to Ryan Show at kdwb.com. Uh, a, a really quick thing here about uh, teachers. I was talking to a teacher. My wife had a grand opening of her board and brush store on Friday night. And so this woman that I've known for years, she's the mom of one of the scout moms, and she's 75 years old. She seriously not only doesn't look it, she's got the energy of a 40-year-old. And she's funny, and she's bright-eyed, and she's healthy, and she used to drive a sports car with a the convertible sports car up until a couple of years ago, and she got rid of it, and she looked good in it. And so anyway, she's very youthful. She's a substitute teacher, and she, had, she was acting very flustered that day. And she said, oh, the kids are awful. She said, the kids are just so hard. They've changed so much in just the last few years. I said, what do you mean? And she said, they don't listen. They don't have to listen. They don't listen. They're awful. You spend your entire time trying to get them to listen, put their phones away, and behave. And I said, I get it. I said, sometimes at Boy Scout meetings, that's all we do is we try to get the boys to pay attention. And as soon as we get their attention, we lose it again. And she was just so flustered. And so I was talking with a friend of mine uh, about that, Nate, who listens to the podcast all the time. He and his wife are both teachers. Shout out Nate and Alyssa. Uh, and Nate, I'm going to try to paraphrase here because I don't have his phone message up. And he said, it's really difficult. Yes, because yeah, getting them to pay attention. Sure. But also a lot of parents think that their kids should be, um, get passing grades or great grades just because that's what they expect. So in other words, little, um, I don't know, little Theodore got a D on his English paper and the parents will actually get pissed and say, how do you give little Theodore a D on his English paper? Well, because it's sloppy, and he turned it in late, and he didn't, and really, I was being generous with a D. And the parents get pissed, and I I don't understand why that is. And so I was talking to Nate about it, and then we kind of got into a discussion about, um, there was something that went on here at one of our local high schools, and I don't want to say which one it was, because I'll probably get it wrong. It was a local high school on this end of town. And some kid had spray-painted or used or written the N-word on a note somewhere. And uh, the kids were like, you know, very upset about it, as you would expect. And uh, the parents were, are you kidding me? What is this school going to do about this? And I was talking to my friend Nate via text. I said, well, how? why is it the school's problem? I understand that the schools have to keep kids safe um, uh, mentally and physically uh, and writing the N-word on a note or on a locker is not cool. I get that. But why did the parents say the school has got to do something about this one when I think the parents have got to do something about it? And so Nate, who's always the voice of reason and knows a lot more about it than I did, basically said that, you know what, the schools have to do it. They're obligated to to keep the kids safe. Okay, I get that. But a lot of the time, the parents, for whatever reason, they're not able to parent. And I said, is it drugs, alcohol, mental issues? He said, sometimes it's that, but sometimes the parents are not present. 
because they have to work a third job to put food on the table. And so when they get home, the kids are already in bed. And you got a nine-year-old kid who's making herself dinner. And you got an 11-year-old kid who never gets any help with her homework or guidance or she's not in gymnastics and she's not in Girl Scouts or Scouts or whatever or choir or band because the parents aren't able to parent them. So what's the answer? I didn't say I had one. I just thought it was an interesting observation. Okay, I think there's one more thing we want to get to on the podcast. And uh, that is a chapter from the book. Let's grab the book because that's what this podcast is all about. Take a shower, show up on time, and don't steal anything. Here we go. Chapter number 86. One of my favorite chapters that still holds holds its own. Some of the, the chapters in the book I mentioned before have become a little bit dated, uh, and I'm not really proud of them because our society has changed enough over the years it, rather quickly. This book is about four years old now that there's some chapters I'm not still a big fan of, but this one I still love. Have you ever had an ugly giant pimple on your face, one that made you embarrassed to be seen in public? You've even mentioned to your friend, God, I got this ugly zit on my forehead and it's huge. And your friend replies honestly, oh, I didn't even notice it. It's amazing how much we worry about what other people are thinking about us. It's only natural, really, because we all want to be seen as attractive. I've realized that other people just aren't paying attention to us. Why? Because they're all too busy worrying about what other people think of them. When my daughter, Allison, when she was about 14, she couldn't even run to Target if her hair was out of place or if she was wearing a ratty shirt. I tried to tell her that no one was paying attention, but she wasn't having it. Not long ago, I was having lunch with an acquaintance who has a slight speech problem. Later, he told a mutual friend, Dave must have thought I was an idiot because my speech was really bad And when I was talking to him. Nope, not a chance. I didn't even notice because I was worrying about what he thought of me. There is a great quote floating around somewhere from an unknown author. When you're 20, you care what everyone thinks. When you're 40, you stop caring what everyone thinks. When you're 60, you realize no one was even thinking about you in the first place. And I like that one a lot. Hey, that's not to say you should go out in a ratty-looking hoodie with stains all over it. You can if you want to. Hey, get yourself dressed up. Look nice. Uh, Take care of your skin. Moisturize. It's super important. But I think a, a big lesson is that, you know what, it's okay. If your hair is maybe not doing its thing today, you're okay. Other people aren't noticing. And if they do, screw them. It's too bad that it takes until we're 60 years old to really learn that. But I really like that chapter a lot. Uh, The book is called Take a Shower, Show Up on Time, and Don't Steal Anything. It's available everywhere. You can get the Kindle version. um, And we're working on book two. I just got to think of a clever title for it. Okay, let's get back to the Facebook page. I'm going to post some pictures of my favorite things on my Facebook page. Take a shower, show up on time, and don't steal anything. Go like it. Go comment. Whatever. Uh, also tell a friend about the podcast. If you know somebody who loves listening to the show in the morning on KWB, maybe they'll like the podcast too. So share it with somebody, send an email to, um, Dave Ryan at KDWB.com. Especially if you have a comment on anything on the men and women in commercials, or if you are a conservative and your uh, partner is very liberal or vice versa, I'd love to have you on the podcast. Hey, thanks for listening. I do appreciate that, and I appreciate you. Have a great week, and we'll see you next time on Take a Shower, Show Up on Time, and Don't Steal Anything. Mm